listening to the Pricity podcast. My name is Sion Camille. I'm your host. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, my friend Rebecca. Rebecca Lee is a certified holistic nutritionist. She preaches holistic health, a balanced, healthy lifestyle, wellness, and intuitive eating. Rebecca is known for posting her healthy recipes on TikTok. Today is a very lighthearted and fun episode, and I think you guys are going to really love listening to it. I apologize in advance for how quickly I'm speaking in the episode. I am still getting used to interviewing guests, and when guests come on, I have a tendency to speak really quickly. With all that being said, let's get into today's episode with Rebecca. I'm trying to remember how we met. We met at our like original Erwan picnics when it was still the quarantine. And that was like oh, our only yeah. thing to do was we could go to like a picnic in the park and just like pick up Erwan and all talk and hang out. And um, this was like a year and a half ago now. Oh my gosh, it's been a while. No, it's crazy. Time has gone by so fast, but that also feels like it only happened four months ago. And I think I picked you up too in my car. You did. Like, you and Nat picked me yeah. up. And I was like, hey, I'm Rebecca. Nice We've to meet you guys. We've never met before. <laughs> so funny. And then Rebecca moved to LA. Yes, I moved a year ago now, a little over a year ago, just crazy, but. Wow. I just listened to your podcast episode on your reflection on living in LA, like all your thoughts on it. And I loved it. It was so good. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one to make a little bit different than the ones I do, but, but it was fun. And we're excited to have you back in LA soon. Sion, we need you back. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to come back and definitely more, more collaborations coming from us in the future, whether it's us baking together or going to the beach or just talking about our niche wellness interests like today yes so (laughs) I thought it'd be fun to do an episode where Rebecca and I kind of just go into our favorite wellness things I think there's a lot of products out there that we think we have to have because they're just marketed to us so heavily. And I was saying before we started recording that both of us are really interested in anything that can help improve our mental health, our physical health, but we don't really, I feel like overdo it. Mm -hmm. So I thought it'd be fun for us to just go into all of these different topics, whether it be food or sleep routine, different things that we use and live by and love. No, I'm really excited for today's topic. I feel like this is so just like up our alley. And sometimes it's just nice. I feel like to hear this wide spectrum of like different wellness things, favorites, like I'm always looking for like new things to try and like incorporate into my routine. I feel like this is a good episode to like take notes. It's cool because these things change. Like, I think my answers probably would have been very different a year ago and probably will be a year from now. So this is just current wellness things we love. We can even talk about stuff that we don't necessarily love too. 
before we get into all of that, I would love for you to just introduce yourself. I always ask guests, what is their sun, moon, and rising? I'm Rebecca. Hi, everyone. I'm a holistic nutritionist and also a content creator in the health and wellness space. I'm originally from Chicago, but I now live in Los Angeles for the past year. I am a huge matcha fan. Matcha has been my go-to lately. I'm literally looking at a package, a package of it right now. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I got to tell everyone I love matcha. Besides that, I mean, I love making like healthier recipes, healthy desserts. I'm gluten-free. So that's always something that I love to do, but I'm also a big believer in balance and holistic wellness in general. So I guess that's kind of where I preach and also intuitive eating. My sun, moon, and rising, I am a Sagittarius sun, Pisces moon, and Scorpio rising. I always love your big three. I think you have all signs that I feel like are dreamers, kind of. Thank you. I know we always talk about astrology together and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So what is your favorite of those placements and which one do you resonate with the most? I feel like I resonate with all of them to an extent. Sagittarius sun. I feel like that's very representative of me because I'm like outgoing and like can talk to anyone and I love to travel and be adventurous and whatnot, like on the outside more so. But then my Pisces moon, I think is so indicative of the way that I process my emotions. I'm very gentle and soft and intuitive, a little bit more emotional too, but I don't show that typically. Like that's like my like inner self. Lately, as I've gotten older, my favorite placement is my Pisces moon. It's more like the like emotional, sensitive, intuitive side, but I almost feel like it's like my superpower now. I can tap into that side of me, like that more like emotional and intuitive side, like that more feminine energy and like. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think the polarity of having the Sagittarius, the fire, I have a lot of Sagittarius in my chart almost more than any other sign. And I always think Sagittarius is like the excited. I even feel it when I talk to you, like I talk faster and I get like really excited when we're talking. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like the chaotic genius, but then you have the Pisces moon to very dreamy and in tune with how everyone else is doing. That's so true. And I also have a Capricorn stellium, which I I also think is interesting because it's not in my big three. It'd be in my big six, I guess. But that also is like the hardworking, driven business grounded side of me. So I love astrology. We could talk about, we could talk about this in a whole episode (laughs) in in itself, obviously. I want to have an astrologer on the pod and Mm -hmm. talk about 2022, all the things going on. Everyone, me included, I'm so fascinated by what people do to start their day because I think that sets the tone for the rest of your day and also is just so personal. So every single morning, I have to get 20 minutes of sunlight because I live in a very dark apartment. So good for your mood. So good for your hormones. I used to be the type of person where I'd wake up and I'd turn over and look at my phone. If I just go on Instagram, the first thing I wake up, it just like sends me into a state of chaos. I'm the exact same way. In full transparency, I've been traveling the past few weeks. So I I have to say my morning routine game has not been on fleek, (laughs) but I mean, that's part of life, you know? That's, it's important to show. I think that it's, it's okay to get out of like routine sometimes. But typically what I do is I'll, put my phone on airplane mode the night before. So then in the morning, I'm like not even tempted. Like I don't even see notifications on my screen until I at least like at the bare minimum meditated before I look at my phone. Like that has been 
such a game changer for my anxiety, for my mood, for my productivity, changes the complete course of my day. When I just keep my phone on airplane mode for at least the first 20, 30 minutes of the morning, which isn't that hard to do. If you're, you know, waking up, meditating, making a matcha, making some breakfast, you know, maybe sitting in the sunlight, you don't need to be looking at your phone the first 20 minutes of the day. You're going to check it all day anyway. So you might as well give yourself like a 20 minute window to not. I was doing meditation for almost every morning and every night because I was having really bad anxiety, but my anxiety has gotten way better and I haven't needed it. I think that's so interesting, like how we cap these things. They really help us for a certain amount of time. And then we can be like, oh, that was two weeks ago though. And (laughs) this week, the thing that's helping me is entirely different, but what type of meditations do you do? No, I really love what you just said, because it's so true. It's like all about being like in tune with yourself and like honoring what your body, what your mind needs in that moment and like not being afraid to like change things up with anything, I think. So I really love that. Meditations for me, sometimes I'll do guided ones, but I feel like I've gotten to a point, like I've been meditating for a few years now that I just, I can just kind of like sit down, close my eyes and you know, be good for like 10 minutes. Sometimes I'll put on healing frequencies in my headphones or in the background, but I kind of just keep it simple, least barriers to entry to do it. And then you'll do it more often. Like you'll be more inclined to do it. You can just sit down and close your eyes and like take a few deep breaths. If that's what's calling to you, you know, like don't overcomplicate it. And I really have noticed like the biggest difference from incorporating that into my mornings. That's so true. Like sometimes just not overcomplicating things makes it so much easier to be consistent. Limiting the options for yourself, limiting things to figure out. It's like, just keep it simple and you'll be more likely to do it and be consistent with it. You're also an ice roller. Yeah, I forgot about that actually. So after I meditate, I ideally like to journal for a little bit. So what I'll do is I'll set up my journal my ice roller, and I'll make a matcha. And that's kind of been my combo for a minute. Ice rolling, drinking my matcha, and then journaling at least for just five minutes, even if that means just a quick gratitude list or a few affirmations or just a mind dump. How am I feeling today? Or like, what do I want to accomplish today? Kind of just flowing with what I feel like I need that morning. And and it's honestly, it can change like day to day. Like sometimes I'll wake up earlier so I can have a longer morning routine and maybe do some more prompts or read a little bit. And then sometimes maybe I'm like, "Ah, I need to sleep in a little bit more. So I skip on the journaling and I'll just do a quick five minute meditation and call it a day. It's just about like flowing with what I need that day, what I'm feeling, what my body's needing, but kind of keeping it centered around starting my day, feeling grounded and like in a good mindset for the day. So that's the overarching that's intuitive living to its core, just like Mm -hmm. understanding that and also just flowing, just knowing that it doesn't have to be the same every day. And when I'm on different phases of my cycle, even I'm like Mm -hmm. my morning routine when I'm on my period versus when I'm ovulating, it's going to be very different (laughs) and I'm going to have very different energy and honoring that and flowing with it is it's honestly the hardest thing I think, but I'm totally there with you. Okay, your matcha. I know we both are like half oat milk, half almond milk. You got me on that. I have to thank you, Sian, for that one. That was so good. It's like the best combination ever. Do you use like sweetener or anything like that? I typically don't when I make matcha at home, but when I go out for matcha, sometimes I'll get like honey or whatever like sweetener they have, but at home I keep it simple. 
I have been doing, there's a almond coconut creamer from Trader Joe's. Mm. Autumn always posts about it. Yeah. I just, I just saw it in the fridge actually today. It's really looks good. Yeah. It's good. I put a little bit of that in too, just to like, oh, I should try that tomorrow. Do you do chlorophyll water? So I've never really hopped on the chlorophyll trend. I've heard great things. I don't know why I haven't hopped on it. I noticed it really helps my digestion. It's like a natural deodorant too. Okay. I'm getting influenced by this episode. Like I'm literally (laughs) going to Whole Foods tomorrow and getting a thing of chlorophyll. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Since we're kind of like talking about the chlorophyll is not a supplement. It's like a plant, I think. What even is what? I mean, it's a compound, the compound found in like green vegetables Okay. But I, I, you could consider it a supplement. So I think this is like a good place to kind of go into supplements and herbs. Just kind of like, what is your take on supplements and different herbs? So I'm not, I'm, I'm not against supplements and there definitely are certain supplements that have helped me at certain times when they were needed. As a general rule of thumb, I'm not the biggest advocate for like supplements as a whole. Like I said, I I'll go over some of like my favorites. Um, and I think supplements are great if you need a specific thing to help you. For example, for me, like I'm always low in vitamin B12. So I take a vitamin B12 supplement, or if you want something to help with your skin or, you know, a natural deodorant, like chlorophyll specific things for it, then like, yes, I understand that supplements can help. I think that the whole supplement industry and the the usage for supplements can be taken too far sometimes and too extreme to the point where people feel like they need supplements to like be healthy or, you know, in the wellness community, like whatever it is. And I never want people feeling like they need to go out and buy all these different products to be healthy because that's just not the case. Like if you're eating a majority whole foods diet, getting in some sunlight, getting a little bit of movement in, like the basics are kind of all you need. But supplements, like I said, if you have a specific need can be very helpful. I think it's just being intentional around what you're taking and why. Totally. And so I know you said you take B12 now. Are there any supplements in the past that have helped you that you might not take anymore? Yeah. So in the past, I actually used to take ashwagandha a lot, which is an herb that I wanted to recommend to people for anxiety. Um, I, my anxiety used to be a lot worse than it is now. So I don't really take ashwagandha anymore, but taking ashwagandha regularly really, really helped me. Like I would just take a dropper of it, honestly, with a little bit of water, maca powder, maca root. I took that when I needed some help with my hormones, which was amazing. What else have I taken? I mean, there are certain supplements I'll take for like immunity. So like vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D good for like the, my immune system. Took that a lot when I had COVID. Also a supplement that I have actually been really loving lately is sea moss. So sea moss gel is something that I've just been taking like a spoonful or two of each day, or at least a few times a week. And I've noticed a drastic change in my energy more than anything else, which is amazing. Cause I'm like pretty low energy majority of the time. So something like sea moss has just like spiked my energy, which is, I'm trying to think what other supplements, what are the supplements you take? Maybe it'll spark what I've, what I've taken. For my mood, supplements really, really help. I have in the past, I've talked a lot on this podcast about how I struggled with depression and anxiety. I still have waves of it come through. I take an adrenal repair almost every day just because for my hormones, I've noticed 
when I'm consistent with that, my mood's good. My energy's good. I don't have to drink like two coffees just to get through the day. I love vitamin D. I live in San Francisco right now. Very cloudy, not enough sun. When I'm in LA, I probably won't take it because I'm, you know, I'm here, but I do try to very similar to you get everything I can through food, eat vegetables that have a lot of B vitamins, eat salmon for omega three, like try as much as I can to get those things through food. I don't always. So ginger and turmeric for inflammation. Yeah. Always. Also just tea. So we, we love our teas. We could, we could get into the teas. For sure. Yeah. Our dandelion tea. You're the only person I know who loves dandelion teas. Oh yeah. That is, that's my favorite. It really, really, I feel like is one of those things. It hasn't been hyped up yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the wellness community, but I I think it's coming. Like dandelion tea is going to have, or dandelion in general is going to have its time soon. I feel like maca just had its time. Ginger has had its time. Dandelion it's, it's up and coming. (laughs) I love that. We can rank all the herbs and and supplements based on their time on the timeline of like when they're coming into the wellness community. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, I also love milk thistle. I'm, I'm someone I'm so affected easily by alcohol. Like if I have two drinks, my skin will break out. I'm like very, very sensitive. So just adding in those things like milk thistle after I've been drinking just to help support the liver. St. John's wort, really good for mood. I feel like you recognize like where you're needing extra support and turning to like certain herbs and supplement that's, you know, specifically targeted for that instead of the mindset of like, oh, I just need to go buy all of these things. because I saw someone talk about it online. You know, so it's like knowing it's, it's herbs and supplements can be a great thing. Like I'm definitely like not against them as long as I think you're being like intentional and like using them for like specific needs. Like you were talking about like mental health and stuff like that can help so much. And I've actually heard of St. John's work helping so much from um, organic Olivia actually has an amazing line of herbal supplements to help with that stuff. And that just made me think of it. So I've ordered a few things from her. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she has some great herbal supplements. She's so informative, teaching people about different herbs you can incorporate. And I need to try her stuff. I wanted to go to herbalism school so badly. It's definitely something I'm like, maybe in my life, I will do at some point. Same. She She inspired me. Yeah. She's definitely inspired me to like want to do that at some point did you see she posted that she does dandelion tea in the morning instead of coffee yeah I saw that so I bought it I was having like two or three cups of coffee a day that just made me so jittery and just so I bought that and I was like maybe if I drink this like in the afternoon instead of my second coffee I'll trick my brain into thinking I'm having coffee yeah it actually has worked for me it's actually worked. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it tastes like a coffee. Do you do mushrooms, reishi or chaga? I don't regularly. I know they're great. And like, sometimes I will in like a four sigmatic, like packet of something like their mushroom coffee or their mushroom, like hot chocolate. Not regularly. Yeah. I used to, I used to have a chaga latte, like all the time. Like that was like my go-to like every morning but I haven't been doing it. Maybe I need to start doing it again. I just thought of that because I used to like never shut up about mushrooms. Okay. 
going out and drinking, do you have like a favorite drink you like to get? What are your kind of things you follow with drinking? So I've definitely cut back on the drinking a lot this past year or two, I guess I would say like ever since I graduated college, I used to drink way more in college than I do now. I still like to go out and like have fun sometimes. So when I do drink, I typically try to do more like vodka soda or maybe like vodka soda splash cranberry kind of basic, but it's just like simple. It's not too sugary. So you won't get too much of a hangover the next day. And I also heard Dr. Christian Gonzalez, this is just a tidbit about drinking, talk about how it's beneficial to drink matcha like right before and after drinking, like even the morning after. So I'm like always thinking about drinking matcha, like around the time I'm drinking, because it helps with like detoxification and liver support or something around being helpful no matcha or like the antioxidants from matcha. I don't know. Something about matcha helps offset like the alcohol, not fully, but like to an extent. So I feel like that's kind of something I've been doing when I'm drinking nowadays. Okay. I need to try that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. How about favorite foods? My favorite foods, I guess, are my staples because I never get sick of them and you can, you know, do so much with them. I think like a really good gluten-free bread, like a gluten-free sourdough, it hits some avocado. Like I, that will literally never get old. I like young Cobra sourdough a lot. I need to go to Erwan and grab that because it's really good. Salmon I've been really into lately. That really never gets old. Things like chickpeas, like chickpeas are so versatile. So love, love that. Really any, any vegetables are, are, always a go-to for me, like in any way, shape or form. Like I just like all vegetables. (laughs) What do you do for sleep health? Do you have like sleep health favorites? I have to say I'm lucky. I've never struggled in the sleep department. (laughs) I sleep a little too much, if anything. (laughs) Always been like this. Even when I was a kid, I just literally could never wake up. Like I'm always sleeping, which I'm trying to actively change. I'm becoming more of a morning person since my motto is that just because you've always been a certain way doesn't mean you have to continue being a certain way. So I'm now just declaring that I'm a morning person. But I think for sleep health in general, I do recommend like not looking at a screen right before bed, which like I can be hypocritical because I love watching TikToks before bed too. But if you are struggling to like fall asleep, it's the blue light from our phones and our screens that are actually can really mess with like our melatonin production. So I always find that if I read or journal before bed, I'm like sleepy right away and I'll fall asleep way sooner than if I was like scrolling on my phone. Yeah, that's an awesome tip. Are you are you reading anything right now? I love to talk about books. Yeah, yeah, I'm reading right now. The Mountain is You and I've been reading this one for a minute. I guess I'm just taking my time with it, but it's really good. It's all on like self-sabotage and how to find it and how to change it, like how to how to like recognize like these self-sabotage behaviors and what they actually mean and how you can like overcome it. Cause like our biggest barriers, like ourselves. That sounds so good. I need to check that out. And then for me, I would say my sleep health favorites, magnesium helps me so much just because it really relaxes me. I'm not a big fan of melatonin. It makes me feel super weird to be honest I always have insane dreams I always very disoriented when I take it so I'm not a fan of it yeah I've heard that I also love CBD I feel like it really helps my anxiety I love the brand Prima Mm -hmm. their stuff is really really good quality and it doesn't make me feel like groggy or anything like that I'm the same way as you 
try not to go on my phone. Also have a hard time with it though, because I'm human. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely hard. It's hard like to not, to not do that, but getting a reading light by your bed. I don't know mm-hmm. if like your light is near your bed, mm-hmm. your bedside table. Yeah. I don't, I don't have one. So getting off devices, it's hard, but it does really help you sleep. Oh, I don't think I mentioned my favorite food, any of my favorite foods. Let's hear very, very similar to you. I think because I was vegan for a while, I have trained myself to like every vegetable. <laughs> I definitely yeah. like enjoy all of them. Like I crave vegetables. So I love beets. That's like my current favorite. Oh my God. I forgot to mention beets. I absolutely love beets. They're so good for you. They give you so much energy. I don't know if you ever, have you tried the ones that are like in vinegar? Um, maybe the pre-cooked ones from Whole Foods that they, they have ones in vinegar. I'm pretty sure. They say that like bitter foods, like stimulate the liver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bile production. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love how it makes me feel. It also makes my salads like a little bit more interesting. That and honey mustard, like really add a lot of zazz to my salad. Wait, I love that. I've actually have been on a big beets kick, especially when I was home because my mom loves beets and she makes like a homemade beet juice every day. Oh, that sounds so good. And it's incredible. And I think I need to start making a homemade beet juice. And she just makes it like in the blender, like pretty easy. That's awesome. Does she strain it with like a cloth? So my parents are kind of weird because they'll just like drink the juices with the pulp. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> They're like, why? It's fine. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> so like I, I took a strainer from the like from their place and I was like, I need to strain this. And I just had the juice, but they'll drink it like like a smoothie almost. I'm like, oh, my wow. God, that's built different. That's I know. And then just to end my like favorite foods, purple sweet potato. It's so good. I don't know how I just got into it recently, but purple sweet potato is like one of my favorite foods right now. Okay. How about movement? What are like your favorite types of movement? Yeah. So lately it's been a combination of mega former Pilates shout out solid core. I was like consistently going to solid core for a minute, like twice a week, every week. And I felt so strong because mega former Pilates is very different than the, like the typical like reformer Pilates Megaformer will just push you to a new limit. Like you're going to be working muscles you've never worked before. And it's, it feels so empowering. Like I always leave feeling like, damn, like I just like really worked my muscles. Like I feel strong. So a combination of that weightlifting, I I've like always kind of loved weightlifting also walking. So I feel like those three for me is kind of like what feels the best for me, I guess, like high intensity training doesn't always make me feel my best. Same thing with like doing too much cardio also doesn't make me feel my best. So I think a combination of like, like really feeling like strong with like strength, but also like walking and some other like forms of like low impact movement, like yoga as well. Amazing. Yeah. We have to go together. You'll, you'll come. It's amazing. I love it. Normally I would say high intensity, like doesn't work that well for me, but Weirdly, recently I have been running. Most would probably say it's like more of a jog than a run. It's so meditative for me. It's crazy. And it really mm. has like taught me to be in the moment and focus on like what's next. Cause I just like felt like I needed to find something to kind of get me out of my head. And I think that's 
with movement, no matter what you do, that's the most important thing. Like making sure that you're just tuning into your body and you're feeling like you're in your body and you're not thinking while you're doing it. That's kind of like the best part of it for me. So, so true. Because we spend all day in our head, like we spend all day thinking, but when you're walking, when you're yoga, you're in your body and that's, what's really beautiful about it. Being like, okay, I'm going to do three miles today or today I'm going to do two miles. And then obviously tuning in with my body and just seeing how I feel. But something that I've really loved because I'm a very like intuitive living person. I always preach that, but I think that sometimes I can almost go too easy on myself because of that. Preach sister. Me too. (laughs) I almost think that sometimes like pushing ourselves, like teaches us strength in other areas of our life and movement can be an area where you can do that safely. It's safe here for me to see if I can do one more rep. Yes. It reminds me of the mentality of, or the saying that goes like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I sometimes think about that when I'm working out, if I can push myself to do one more rep, what else can I push myself in my life to like be better at? I know physically, like I know in my heart that I can run for this amount of time. But if I say, okay, I'm going to run for one more minute or two more minutes than I normally do, it just creates this relationship with myself where it's like, oh, I'm going to go the extra mile for myself in this area of my life. So then I can go the extra mile for myself in other areas. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. Literally, literally the extra mile. Like, yeah, literally the extra mile, but you're building that relationship with yourself. I listened to this podcast. I can't even remember who it was, but they were talking about how when you're always taking shortcuts with yourself, why would you have a good relationship with yourself? That's literally what Ed Milet talks about a lot. He says that the most confident people are the ones who keep the promises they make to themselves because you are building up a reputation with yourself that you can trust versus someone who's always like breaking promises to themselves or cutting shortcuts, not taking themselves seriously. Like how do you expect other people to take you seriously? And if I promise myself that I'm going to go for a walk because like I love being in the sunshine and then I don't do it. You're letting yourself down the same way mm-hmm. that you're letting a friend down. You're your own friend. Just show up for yourself in that way. But yeah, running also have been getting back into yoga. I always come back to yoga at the end yeah. of the day as like my favorite form of movement, just because it, it really is a full mind, body, spirit experience for me. And This one's going back to food a little bit, but what do you think about protein bars? Okay, so I have a hot take with protein supplements in general. I don't know. I've never been a huge, I don't stress out over adding all these protein supplements into my diet. Like I don't find the need to use protein powders, protein bar, protein this. Like I'm like, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Like just eat some whole foods sources of protein. Like I don't need to be overdoing it. However, I do enjoy protein bars sometimes if I'm like on the go or, um, you know, I need a, like a quick thing in between meals. I am very particular about which ones I eat. And I really, really, really like the brand called Aloha. Aloha bars, I think are like the best ones I've had. They're pretty good ingredients and um, they taste so good. The cookie dough ones are really good. I literally had like a go macro bar today at the airport because that's kind of like all I had. And I do like those too, but protein bars aren't something that I make a staple in my diet. Yes, totally. I feel I used to be a big protein powder person when I was trying to transition from being only plant-based to 
having fish and having chicken, it just was like, okay, this is a way for me to get protein in. And so I think it's great in that way. I notice I feel better when I rely on real sources of protein. If you think about it, it's like most of the time it's a powder, right? Or even Mm -hmm. like a bar, like that's not going to fill you up the same way that chicken or chickpeas, like, you know, whatever, whatever diet you follow. But nowadays I'm more like, I'd rather eat like volume foods, like tons of plants and good protein sources and good like fat. It fills me up and nourishes me in a way that I guess the protein bar kind of wouldn't. So sometimes you just need to have one because you're like on the go and that's what you have. And they also taste really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're like so good. tasting. (laughs) I know the ones that taste good. They taste good. Go macro chef's kiss. Like so good. So good. I do like protein smoothies though. I love like a little bit of like protein in my smoothie to add. Me too. Me too. I think, you know, sometimes it definitely helps, but I'm not like going to drive myself crazy over it. Right. Right. You're not like counting the amount of protein you get. Exactly. Yeah. There definitely is. I think like a protein obsession a little bit and the health and wellness community. There is. And I mean, I think that the fitness industry has like really blown up protein to the extent of like, if you look at it from like a pure nutritional point of view, like, yes, protein is important. Yes. It is one of the three macronutrients that like we need in our body. But if you look at it from like purely nutritional scientific information, like we do not need as much protein as like the fitness industry is making us seem like we do. And I think one of the most fascinating things that I learned kind of recently is that when you look at the blue zones, so the blue zones are like where um, certain areas of the world where people live the longest, their protein consumption is, that's actually the the smallest part of their diet. I think it was like 15 or 20% protein. And the main thing was carbohydrates, which I think is so interesting when you start to look at it from that perspective, that it's like, we do not need to be eating as much protein as like the American diet says, or the fitness industry. Like if you look at these communities that are healthy and living long, you know, as long as the blue zones, protein is not the main thing at the table. Yeah. And also I think if you even just look at it from like a standpoint of living Mm -hmm. in nature, we probably didn't, our ancestors probably didn't have that much access to protein. Like it was probably like this one chicken for the week or something like that. Like, Like we always had like steak for dinner and like chicken for lunch and eggs for breakfast. No way. There's absolutely no way. Cause the way that animals are you know the mass agriculture that there is for like animals and animal products no way existed back in the day the most plentiful thing were plants I love this podcast episode because I do think we talk about like the niche wellness things but it really does come down to returning to the things that make us human and the things that are from the earth for example like I love walking barefoot that's one of my favorite wellness routines if you will me too (laughs) me too feeling like the earth beneath my feet feeling the grass between my toes isn't that called is it earthing I think it's earthing or grounding or maybe the same thing so I, I love doing that, eating whole foods and getting enough sleep and drinking water, having conversations like this, engage with each other and we're laughing. Like those are the things that I feel like make me feel the best. That all these other things are great, but like what's really going to make the biggest impact in the way you feel is the basics. 
since we touched a lot, I think on food and exercise, I would love to know spiritually, like what you feel like fills your cup up. Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. And I think it's kind of changed over the past few years of kind of like my spiritual journey, I guess you could say, like in the beginning, I feel like spending a lot of time alone and like reading and journaling kind of helped me a lot as I went through like a breakup and like a more difficult time. I think now what helps me like spiritually, like mentally is just kind of like maintaining some of those practices, especially when I feel like I need it, like, like journaling or reading a self-help book or, or meditating or, um, you know, seeking guidance, some outside guidance that I'm needing too. I think it's just developed a lot to like my mindset around things. For example, one of my things that I've been focusing on, I think for the past like six months even is just fully living in the present. And I feel like the more I've been tapping into that, actually being so intentional about being in the present, other things have kind of just like melted away, like anxieties, fears, et cetera. Tapping into presence more, tapping into my feminine energy more. Like that's also been something I've been working on is like, going a little bit slower, being a little bit more creative and gentle with myself and not feeling so like rigid with myself, with my business, like with everything I've tapped into different resources that I feel like I've been needing in the time and the time period. And those things have been just coming up for me lately. That's a really good answer. And I guess what you need in this moment might not be what you need in two days. That really is the power of being present. Very quick speed round Q&A. Holistic period tip. Main few things, I guess. Ginger. Ginger is a lifesaver when you're on your period. If you're having cramps, nausea, whatever, like I'll make a homemade ginger tea. I'll have regular ginger, like literally just chew on ginger. Anything ginger related can help so much. I also always use like a hot water bottle, a heating pad on my uterus stomach area on the first day or two of my period when I'm cramping more. I think that helps so much, but also just eating like warming foods in general. The first few days of my period, especially like trying to stay away from iced things, smoothies, salads. In traditional Chinese medicine, they talk about that so much of keeping the womb warm and keeping your body warm. So like having hot teas, hot soups, cooked foods, whatever it is. Yes, I love that. I'm on the same page with you. And a really big part of healing my hormones was going away from the foods that create more dampness in the body and just understanding that just having the warm foods does really help when you're on your period. One of my, I guess, investments, it's not a Theragun, but it's like a similar concept to a Theragun, but one of those massagers just for when I have cramps, like just massaging around that area and getting blood flow. It helps so So nice. Yes. I love doing that yoga doing, I do a lot of hip openers when I'm on my period. Raspberry leaf tea is awesome. I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Walking is really good. That is all for today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun just chatting with you, seeing your face because I missed you. Thank you, Sian, for having me on the pod. I'm so happy I could join. It literally just felt like we're having a normal conversation between us, honestly. (laughs) Eating some type of like baked good and like having these conversations. (laughs) Having some sort of herbal tea. And I'm like, oh my God, you have dandelion, you have this? Like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally, it was so fun coming on. So thank you again for having me. And where can everyone find you on social media? So I am at Rebecca Lee Health on Instagram and just Rebecca Lee 
on TikTok and YouTube. And I also have a podcast. It's the Rebecca Lee podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love your friends, Sion and Rebecca.